Go in your Bibles to Ephesians 5 and John 10. Ephesians 5 and John 10. Anybody have allergies? Yeah. I, I like, I'm dying right now. Our, our car is like this, like, baby poop green color. Because of where we live, the pollen is so intense, it just paints our car. Yeah. I, yeah. So if I look like I'm on drugs, it's because I am. And I'm just fighting my allergies. I apologize for that. Um, we're in this series, and we're going to be talking about the idea of boundaries. And some things that I, I, I want you to understand. Boundaries are not for something after something bad has happened. Boundaries are something that should be proactive, not reactive. Um, boundaries are not just about relationships. And I'm going to prove to you tonight that we probably all have areas in our lives where because we don't have healthy boundaries, we are frustrating ourselves. So, you know, uh, Barbada talking about boundaries and finances, you know, to give you a story on, on for myself, I uh, was making about $36,000 a year as a single guy in Centralia living by myself, and I was living paycheck to paycheck. So... Boundaries are for today. It really doesn't matter where you're at, but we're going to take a journey and look at these. Ephesians 5, we'll start in verse 15. Ephesians 5, verse 15. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, or we'll throw a woman in there as well, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. I'm going to read verse 15 again. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise. And then go to John 10 with me real quick. John 10, verse 10. John 10, verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy but I have come, speaking of Jesus, that you may have life and that you would have life abundantly. I want to I talk to you real quick around this subject. Is your gas tank empty? Is your gas tank empty? How, I feel like there's two types of people in the world, right? There's the people that when their gas tank is, um, is halfway full or halfway empty, to you it is now empty right? How many of you guys, like, your car has never, ever, ever been on E? Do we have anybody like that? Okay, so you're responsible. That's great. That's awesome. I feel like that's a definition of maturity, right? Like, when your car stops running out of gas on the freeway, then, like, I've made it. I'm mature, right? And, like, or, or how about this? Like, another definition of maturity for me is, like, when you can stop eating before you're uncomfortably full, you know what I mean? Like, if you ever had that, like, we all have that moment where we realize, like, if I take one more bite, I'm just going to hate my life. Like, last night, <laughs> last night, my in-laws ordered pizza for dinner, and, like, I had two pieces, and I could have been done. That was great. And I had, like, this 5 a.m. workout plan this morning, right? But I went back for number three and four, and, like, midway through my mile this morning, I was, like, I was immature last night. You know what I mean? But back to the car thing, like, I, I guess you can say I like to live dangerously, right? Like, I like, to, uh, I like to make rash decisions, and I like to live life on the edge. And uh, so when I was in Bible college, when I was in college in general, um, I had this tendency 
Um, I still argue that my car's gas tank light came on at the wrong time and it was inaccurate, right? Because I knew it better. But there were multiple times where I'd have to make the call of shame to my parents and say, hey, mom. I always call my mom, never my dad, right? Mom, um, I'm, I'm trapped on the side of the freeway, but don't worry. Um, it's just because my car ran out of gas again. Um, so could you... Uh, send me some money because I have none. You know what I mean? And like, this is the funny thing about your car running out of gas is it's completely preventable, right? Like I can decide at any point that my gas tank goes below half full to go get gas. Bam, problem solved. I am not going to run out of gas. But a lot of us like live in the thrill of E, but it's not touching the peg yet, right? Like I got another 100 miles, easy, piece of cake, right? This is bad. My beam, my car that I, I drive right now, my BMW that I bought, like it has, um, which is the stupidest car I've ever bought, by the way, <laughs> hindsight, whatever. But it, it actually counts down how many miles I have left. And so like there have been times when I put it into neutral and coasted into the the gas station because it was going from one to zero. Like I literally watched it count down five, four, three, two, one. The worst time this ever happened, though, I was driving my grandpa's car. He had this like old school gangster Cadillac. My grandpa did, which if you knew my grandpa, he's like the whitest person in the world and he's a white Norwegian Canadian. Why he had this like gangster Cadillac makes no sense to me, but he was super proud of it. And I was borrowing it because they're out of town and I was driving through Centralia and everyone in our church knew that that was my grandpa's car, right? I'm driving through Centralia. I go over this on-ramp. I'm going to go down. Car dies out of gas. Pop it into neutral. Pull into the first parking lot I see. Park under the sign for the business. Turns out it's the only porn store in Centralia. And now my grandpa's car that everyone knows is parked underneath the porn store sign in Centralia, Right? I have to call, hey, <laughs> funny story, Grandpa. Uh, I need you to come get me and uh, let, don't look up when you get here. Like, don't, don't. But this is the thing about it is it's completely preventable. And I think a lot of us are having our boundaries violated, and it has nothing to do with right now. It has everything to do with poor choices months ago. It has everything to do with all right, I said that this out here, that is where my boundary was. And then life keeps pushing in and pushing in, and we keep convincing ourselves, oh, I set my boundary out too far. I was being unrealistic. Or we'll say, hey, man, I, I just didn't think that through. This is really, truly what I can handle. And then poor choice after poor choice leaves us to where our boundaries are pressing in on us. And we aren't enjoying the life in life more abundantly that Jesus is saying he came to give us because we haven't given ourselves any space or any margin, any room. And this, again, just isn't for relationships and our finances. We kind of already talked about that. And our mental, physical, practical health, emotional health. A lot of us are exhausted mentally. And it's because we haven't learned how to set boundaries with people. We're exhausted emotionally. It's because we haven't learned to set boundaries in our lives that say, no, when I say that that's enough, I really meant that that is enough. And this is what we do, is we start by making what seem like good decisions. 
It's a good decision to help your friend who seems to always be in turmoil. That's a good decision. We want to help our friends, but it may not for me in sake of my emotional mental health right now be the right decision. It's a good decision to quit the job and try to go away and do this awesome thing, but in light of where I want to head up, was that the right decision? Probably not. It's, it's a good decision to say this is the boundary with my boyfriend or girlfriend, but in, if I'm being honest, the right decision would have been to never have been dating him in the first place. A lot of times we try to pass good decisions as the right decision, as the best decision. And then we end up crowded in in our life, and it's because we made wrong decisions a long time ago. We need to begin to understand the difference between the good thing, the right thing, the best thing. That's why that scripture says to live as wise and not as unwise, but on top of that, to not be foolish and understand the will of God for our lives. Because if we do not learn how to figure out what is the right thing, the best thing for me in this moment, then we're going to end up tired and frustrated and bitter, and that blame has to go somewhere, and it's probably not going to go to me, even though to me is where the blame should go. A lot of us are frustrated with our friends because we didn't set a boundary. Frustrated with our family and have wrote them off because we didn't set a boundary. We're frustrated with our job. We don't get paid enough. We didn't set a boundary. Really, what we want to tackle in this series that we're calling boundaries is this. How do I make the right decision at the right time that gives me the boundary I need so I can live an abundant life? Because we we would want to believe, right, that saying yes to whatever we want, that is where the abundant life, the free life comes from. But that's the quickest way to end up in bondage that we can find. Saying yes to everything puts me into bondage of my life. But learning to say no to good things and yes to the right things will give me freedom so I can enjoy an abundant life. So I want to give us a tool and walk through that today to start this series. And then I want to point out some areas that you may not have boundaries like you should. And then we're going to end. I want you to write this down. I want you to get really good at asking this question. Is it wise? Is it wise? And there's three facets to this, so take, take notes underneath this. The first thing is this. Is this wise in light of my past? In light of my past, is this wise? Here's a fundamental question. Do I know where I tend to violate my own boundaries? Do I know where I tend to violate my own boundaries? Am I a fixer? Man, all of my friends, when their life falls apart, it's me that carries that baggage for them. Is that a tendency for me? And by the way, we talked about this in the dating series, but please understand that that might be a tendency for you in dating, and that gets frustrating for you and them. But am I a fixer? Am I a spender? So I get this promotion, and if I don't learn how to live on a budget, (laughs) it doesn't matter how much money I make, I'm still going to be broke. Am I an introvert or an extrovert? I I will be honest, I am an introvert. I can only handle so much human contact at once. Like, Brittany can attest to this. Thursday nights when we get home, I'm eating something and watching SportsCenter. 
and I don't say a word, and it's awesome. I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to do anything. I just get to be here and stare at sports, which is awesome to me. I love sports, and I love food, and if I can do those without talking, then it's perfect, right? And, and so I know that about myself, and so there's times when we go into a busy season And we have to set some boundaries that says, okay, I am going to be worn out emotionally and mentally if I take on one more thing. So in light of who I know myself to be in my past, this is not wise. We have to get really good at knowing our tendencies and where we fall short. So first, in light of my past, is this wise? Second is this. In light of my current reality, is this wise? In light of my current reality, Is this wise? I think if we would pause long enough to realize that a lot of us make long-term decisions with short-term consideration, we'd be a lot better off. A lot of us make these huge, huge, huge decisions without considering our past and where we're at currently. And then we get off course and start saying things like, how did I end up here? I never thought I would. I didn't think this is who I was. I didn't know that I was headed this direction. But it's because we didn't consider where we were at the moment when we launched the journey. Do I have an adequate understanding of my capacity right now? Again, we're not just talking about our past. We're talking about right now. Do I have an accurate understanding of my finances right now? That car, probably not wise. That toy, that thing, probably not wise. Do I have an understanding of where my current emotional state is? Then dating that person, probably not wise. Do I have an understanding of where my family dynamic is at right now? Then, then picking about this thing that's really not that big of a deal, probably not wise. Do I have an understanding where me and my friend are at right now? So blowing them off, probably not wise. How aware am I of where I'm at right now? A lot of us are really aware of where we've been, and we're really aware of where we want to go. We have no idea where we're at right now, and we get off course so easy. Where am I at right now? In light of my current circumstances, this wise. The last one is this. In light of my future hopes and dreams, is this wise? So not only in light of where I've been and who I know myself to be, not only in light of my current circumstance, but in light of my future hopes and dreams, is this wise? Trying to get in shape, man. Like, really trying hard. Like, Brittany and I are doing this 5.30 a.m. boot camp on, like, Tuesday, Thursdays, and then it's 7.30 on Saturdays. Like, God isn't even awake at 7.30 on Saturdays. Like, that stinks, man. And it, like, it's the hardest workout. Like, I've done football triples. Like, I know hard workouts. This is hard. Like, he makes us do planks for a minute. Like, it's sadistic. It stinks. Like, we run so many stairs. We, we just run stairs. He just makes us run stairs for fun, right? And, and, like, this is the funny thing about it is I know that my goal is to get in shape. And yet I consistently find myself eating and doing things that are contrary to what I say my goal is. And if I would pause long enough to ask the question, is the cookie wise in light of the six-pack beach bod that I want this summer? No, the cookie's not wise. I shouldn't do that. 
is, is taking this job wise in light of knowing that I need to go back to school because I need a degree in order to do what I want to do, but I'm putting it off because I'm scared. Is this wise? No. It is taking on that financial payment right now wise knowing that I still have debt and I want to be debt free? No. And this is the funny thing is we know good and we know what we should be doing and we choose not to do it. Why? Because we're making long-term decisions with short-term capacity. See, this is what happens and this is my fear for us is when we do not have boundaries, everything gets a reaction. Even though we have long-term vision, even though we know where we want to go and we know who we want to be, everything is a reaction because we don't have space to see it coming. Have you ever talked to someone who's a close talker? Like, I, I had this teacher in high school, and she would literally, like, our nose would almost be touching. And it's, like, intimidating, you know what I mean? And so you keep taking a step back, you keep taking a step back, hoping that they hoping that they will stay there, right? That's the social agreement. You are too close, and so I am going to step back, and we have both agreed without me saying that you were staying there, right? That's never how it works. They just follow you, and you're like, you're dancing. It's almost like you're fighting with each other, right? That's, this is what happens, though, with boundaries. When we don't set a boundary and make it stay out there, we convince ourselves well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pause for a season before I go back to school because I made a poor financial decision. Oh, we're just <laughs> that's okay. I don't I know I should break up with him, but I'm I'm just not going to. It's gonna figure itself out. Oh, I know that my friend is emotionally dependent on me, but I'm not gonna tell him, and I'm just gonna try to distance myself. See, boundaries continue pushing forward once you let them violate, and so we end up going backwards and getting stuck up against something. And what do you do when you get stuck up against something? You freak out, right? You lash out. You push out. We burn friendships and relationships and ruin our lives because we didn't give ourselves enough margin earlier. We get shoved up against the wall, and we lash out and freak out at our friends and our families and the people around us it's because we never set a clear boundary out there. And then we were surprised that they kept violating the boundaries that we hadn't told them about until we had nothing left to say no to. We have to be willing to say, that is it. No, you need to go back. That's it. Go back there. That's it. Go back there. So let me ask you a couple questions. These are signs that you may be struggling with boundaries. Do things that used to not make me respond emotionally bring extreme emotion out of me now? Do things that used to not make me respond emotionally bring extreme emotion out of me now? May I have an issue with boundaries? Are there things that I know that I am called to do that I cannot do because I don't have the finances to make it happen? Maybe a boundary issue. Do I avoid contact with people because I feel responsible for them? Maybe a boundary issue. Here's another one. When was the last time that I did something that I enjoyed for me? 
when was the last time that I did something I enjoy for me? This is where I want to end tonight. I think we buy into this thought that Christians and following Jesus means that we should be doing something all the time. I love conversations with Christians. Christians are weird. <laughs> I walk up, I walk up to someone. We had this youth pastor's lunch earlier today, and I walked up to this youth pastor couple. My response to them was, "How are you doing?" Because because I know they're walking through something. And he said, "Man, we're so busy." I was like, well, "It's not an emotion. Busy isn't an emotion, but okay." So, but how are you doing, man? We we like we have meetings, and I'm like. I'm like preaching like three times a month and I have like, you know, all this stuff that's going on and I have like all this, but we know it, right? We know that conversation. We walk up to, we walk up to someone and we're saying, how are you, how are you doing? I'm so busy. It's an indicator. You don't have margin. I'm just so busy, which first of all, you're probably not as busy as you think you are. Whole nother conversation, but I'm just so busy, man. I like I'm like volunteering at seven nonprofits and I'm like, I like, I'm like taking like four college courses, trying to get four masters all at the same time. And I like, I work like 60 hours a week and I like have this thing that like my friend, I'm walking, I'm counseling my friend through this. You're not a counselor. No, you're not. Like I, I'm like, they're just like in a lot of pain and I'm just trying to be Jesus. You're not Jesus. You're not Jesus to them. Stop it. Right? Like I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to love them through it. And then, you know, my parents, like my parents have this thing going on and you know, my boyfriend and our girlfriend, like we just can't really figure this out. And so like, I'm just, I'm just really busy. It sounds like it sucks. <laughs> and we convince ourselves that busy and doing is an indicator of growth. And if we're being honest, we're probably just running from things we're scared of. We're probably running from things we didn't set enough margin in before. I want to ask you this question. If I paused my life, if I, if I paused, and, and most of us pause at night when we try to go to sleep, right? What's the track in my head? Is the track in my head you forgot? You didn't do this. You didn't get to that. This person's mad with you. You got to fix that. You got to do this. You got to do this. Got to do this. There's an issue with margin and boundaries there. This is what I know. In Matthew 11, it says this. Jesus says, come to me, you who are weary and heavy burdened, so I can give you rest. Jesus is not a God of busy. God is not a God of busy. Jesus, God, is a God of redeeming the time. See, what that says in Ephesians 5 is this. Redeeming the time. The, the connotation of that in the Greek is that we would be really, really good at managing our life with enough margin that when times come to seize the moment for good, for great, for the right thing, for fun, for influence to show people Jesus, that we would have enough space in our life that we could pause and grab moments. That takes boundaries. So we want to take the rest of this series and begin to point out some stuff, what boundaries in your family should look like. 
boundaries with friends, finances, work, life, time management, all of those things. Why? Because we want to be a people that can pause when a moment comes and seize it and grab it and redeem the time that God has given us here on earth. I want to end a little differently now. I want to end with small groups, and this is what we're going to do. Just turn to the people around you um, and answer these two questions. The first one being this. Where do I know I already struggle with boundaries? Where do I know that I already struggle with boundaries? And the second one being this. Where is there a chance that I struggle with boundaries? I just don't realize it yet. So first of all, where do I know I struggle with boundaries? Second, where is there a chance that I'm struggling with boundaries? I just haven't realized it yet. We'll talk for like five minutes and then we'll wrap up. So I want to, if you can pause your conversations, hush falls over the crowd. Um, just for a moment, I want to honor, honor our time and then, and then we'll, uh, we'll end. But I really want to remind you as we go through this talk, as we start talking on this idea of boundaries, um, there may be something that you call normal and your family has called normal interaction that really truly as we begin to look at it is a violation of a healthy boundary and, and I really want to encourage you David says in the Psalms he, he asked God this search my inward parts and find any hurtful way in me so that I could be led and then and then he says and lead me in the everlasting way I would really encourage you, uh, we, we throw this name out, the Holy Spirit. Uh, I would encourage you, it's kind of, the Holy Spirit's part of that triune God thing, but he, he is the one who helps internally guide and direct our emotions and where we find things. So as we're talking, if something irks you, and you're like, yeah, sure, he's saying that that's normal, but nah, that's not that's not how I live my life, that's not what normal looks like. Allow the Holy Spirit to say, no, no, that's normal. And, and you've been living in a dysfunctional way. And so I, I, that's been our prayer, Brittany and I, as we think about this series, is that we would come and find these areas now so we're not 30 with kids frustrated that we didn't learn how to set a boundary, right? So let's pray. Uh, we pray as we walk through this series and as we start talking about boundaries and wide, wise decisions and how to guide and direct our life, I, I pray that your Holy Spirit would would really shine bright in our inward parts, in our souls, in our hearts, in our emotions, in our mental capacity, in what we call normal. And would it help make bright areas that we need to work on? God, would the Holy Spirit kind of point areas that were out of rhythm and out of whack so that way we can be led into the everlasting way, the life and life more abundant that you have for us. And we thank you for that in your name. Amen. Man. Well, we will uh, hopefully see you at church on Sunday. If not, we'll see you next week.